This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Welcome to Summer Friday Radio, where I'll be honest, I can listen to Lightning Round with with Chris Carlin for four hours in a row. Just give that to me, him asking random people, or Jeff Darlington, random questions with random facts. And honestly, that's my type of show. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Kenny and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm neither Canty nor Carlin. Neither is my partner in crime here, Gabe Neitzel. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're here with you today. You heard some summer girls from LFO, and we're going to start here, Gabe Neitzel, because it is a Friday. It is summer, and we were talking pre-show that, well, frankly, that song mashes so much together. <laughs> it's So it's, I want to know this, Gabe Neitzel. What is the most interesting song mashup in that in LFO's Summer Girls? <sighs> may May, you know... Some of LFO rest in peace. Um, I mean, it, it is a ridiculous song that I absolutely love and will jam out to every single summer. But I mean, it, it's, it has to be early because they go, when you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Like he really tries hard to make sonnet, the word sonnet, rhyme with hornet. It is definitely the best one. Um, it, it's the one that makes me laugh the hardest. Um, but also later in the song, um, there's a, I'm trying to think of what the one is. Okay. Um, it, I believe is there was a good name. Uh, there was a good man named Paul Revere. I feel much baby. I feel much better baby when you're near. Like, I don't know why you felt the need to shout out Paul Revere <laughs> in a late nineties summer song, but like, good for you, LFO. Hey, maybe you just wanted to get a ride from Boston to Lexington or Concord or well, whatever. I, you know, listen, I mean, you know, there, I... there's a Larry Bird reference earlier. Yeah. I mean, in the way he says sonnets is very much a new England sonnets. I mean, so, New Kids on the Block, they did have a bunch of hits. They're from yep. there, too. Uh, that's my one, by the way. New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Like, where, where, how? How did you get there? <laughs> like, I, literally I would, the entire song. It's literally the entire song. There are no two lines that actually go together. They all rhyme, but there's nothing that, like, connects any of the song. You know, all right. Now, I know at least one member of LFO has passed away, but now I, I'm going to throw this to our producer, Shannon Penn, just with a challenge of, hey, you got three hours. Let's see if we can get someone from LFO or who, the songwriter, who I believe is Rich Cronin. Let's see if we can get someone on the line to explain the lyrics for LFO Summer Girls. <laughs> I mean, it's a fantastic. No, song. Be I'm not trying to. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the song. It's tremendous. Shannon, Shannon Penn, by the way, I'm actually in studio in Bristol, Gabe's out in Wisconsin. Shannon Penn is giving me like the the dagger of death. I'm where four minutes in. I'll get right on that. Absolutely. <laughs> my uh, crack staff of uh, talent book. I was gonna say, have you ever saw the movie Don't St- Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? There's this lying right on top of that rose. I feel like I just got right on top of that rose. But you know who's on top of everything right now? That is. Victor Webinyama, because Victor Webinyama is going to be the story of this summer, much like Summer Girls was about 20 or so years ago, because he is having a summer league debut tonight, Gabe Knight. So what are your expectations? We'll start in the small term. What are your expectations tonight for him when the San Antonio Spurs play the Charlotte Hornets? I mean, it's tough to like predict the line for a summer league game, um, but I'm expecting, I don't know, a couple of wow plays, a couple of plays that if you decide to watch the game tonight, it's certainly worth watching. You know, like where he just does something that you're going, ooh, all right, I see something from this guy. Or something that you're going to see on SportsCenter tomorrow morning. I'm expecting a couple of wow plays from Wemby in tonight's game. If we're just talking about the immediate what we're expecting out of his first game 
unofficially, I guess, in a Spurs uniform. I'm with you. I, I don't think we're going to see, obviously, the best of him. I do think it will be a very interesting thing if Brandon Miller plays. I think he's going to go right at Brandon Miller. I, I think there's going to be a point made here fast to say, I am the guy here. I'm more than just a myth. I'm more than just a French legend. I, I am I'm coming, and I am coming right at you to steal your soul from the first part of this. I, I just get the sense that that might be what we see tonight from Victor Wembanyama. And maybe that's too much pressure, Gabe. I, is that too much pressure on him right away? Am I, am I adding to what is probably going to be unrealistic hype for him? Um, I, I, maybe. I, I just don't know. I, I'm curious to see what he's like in Summer League. Like, does he have, is he that type of, you know, competitive athlete where he goes, where he sees Brandon Miller and goes, yep, I, I am going to make sure that there are no doubts that I'm the best rookie in this class, even though, I mean, Everybody knew that Wemby was going to be the number one overall pick in this draft. There was no debate about who was going to be number one. But maybe he is that kind of competitive guy. I I don't know. I I still don't know. I feel despite all the hype going into this, I feel like I don't know that much about who he is like as a competitor. And that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, to seeing what he does out in Vegas. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what he does out there. And obviously he's already made some news out in Vegas because not, through no fault of his own, by the way. But Britney Spears, of course, uh, if you hadn't heard the story, if you didn't hear the update before, Britney Spears was trying to maybe take a photo with him, apparently tapped him on the shoulder. The Spurs director of security got involved. It became a whole thing, but apparently in Vegas, no, there's not going to be charges pressed because I, I guess it was video or something like that showed that, and this is from the update, Britney Spears ended up hitting herself, by, by way, like in all of this. I, I don't really so know exactly. It, it's very unclear. Look, looking at the video, and again, it's not the greatest video that's out there. Um, but looking at the video that I saw on social media, it was you know she reached out, kind of. I don't know if she just tapped him or tugged on the shirt of Wembenyama, and the security guard that was next to Wemby didn't really look back. Just saw the hand and just you know, swiped it away as quickly as he could possibly do it, which then led to Brittany's hand getting thrown back into her own face, glasses fall off, yada, yada, yada. It was, I don't know, I, I still feel like the whole situation should have been handled a lot better by, I mean, what, like you said, I mean, Wemby was told, he explained it all yesterday, just keep walking, you don't want to stop, cause a scene, just walk, keep walking. So I, I don't blame him at all in the situation. I still feel like it all could have been handled a lot better. Probably. It probably could have, but for... Victor Webanyama, this is, I think, a helpful lesson because this is just the start. If he's as good as people think he's going to be, if he's as good as I think he's going to be, and I think maybe as you think he's going to be, Gabe, this is going to be his life for the next mm-hmm. 20 Forever. or so years. Right. So, well, in, in that vein, who is the last rookie you think that got this type of attention? Oh, it's easy. That's super easy. It's Zion. Zion Williamson. Like, I mean, when Zion came out of Duke, and because of the injury that he sustained, um, you know, kind of toward the end of his one season at Duke, but I mean, Zion was the biggest thing. I mean, the guy was so powerful, he broke a shoe in college. Like, it only continued to, like, grow the legend of how freakish this guy was. And that. So Zion coming out, everybody was excited, and we've seen some of some of that promise from Zion on the court. We haven't seen it completely because he hasn't been able to stay healthy, which then kind of leads me into that's kind of what I'm concerned about with Wembenyama in terms of how how 
skinny he is right now, they need to get this dude on the Giannis weight plan ASAP and start him in the gym. And I know they've been very careful with him in terms of waiting till he's done growing and before they get him on a heavy weight plan. That's what they did with Giannis in Milwaukee before he became the size that he is now because he was a teenager. He had not finished growing from Europe, all those same things as Wemby. But given that the last prospect that I feel like had this kind of hype was Zion Williamson, and we haven't seen him be able to stay healthy. That's my biggest concern with Bumby going forward. No, it's going to be really interesting to see that. Zion, by the way, if you want to talk about a night I wish I was doing radio, I wish I was doing radio the night that Zion broke the shoe. That would have been fun radio. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I want before before we get, get out of this segment, before we go somewhere else, I want to go to the phones. Uh, I also want to apologize because I was looking up. A lot of members of LFO have actually unfortunately passed away. Uh, so I, I feel terrible there. However, we're going to go to the phones to Doug in California, and I, I'm hoping that that our producer Shannon screened this and, and that it's legit. <laughs> because Doug, you you say you were friends with Rich Cronin, who unfortunately has passed away, and you can explain the lyrics. Like Shannon Penn is mad. You have saved Shannon some work here. <laughs> okay. So yes, thank you for having me on. Uh, I am a longtime friend of Rich Cronin, who unfortunately passed away years ago. Um, but he was a prolific songwriter and a wonderful songwriter and performer and a great person. And one of the things about Summer Girls is if you try to make sense out of it, you've gone a little bit too far. That song is just a vibe. Yeah, 100%. And if you think about 100%. And I love, of, I love the vibe. I love the vibe, Doug. So, and, and part of what he's doing is just getting into a mental state of like going back in his own mind to when he was a kid. And what, what are all the trigger memories of summertime? And so it does sort of come off like a list. But in that way, it's more of a poem than a song in the writing. But the way he matches the lyrics to the music and the delivery just creates a vibe. And the song reflects that and took over a whole summer. Oh, Doug, without quite, listen, I, I mean, we're, it's what, 20 years later, close to it, and we're still playing the song all the time. We're still talking about it on, on national radio. I love that song. Like, Rich. That's fantastic. And I was, I'm a big fan of the show. So when I heard you guys talking about the song, I was, for me, that was very exciting because I'm very pleased that the song still lives on and people still enjoy it and talk about it. And it had enough of an impact for people to still be curious about it and discussing it on, on a radio show and, so just fantastic. No, Doug, it's listen, it's an epic song of the summer. Uh, and, and I think it will remain that way. I, I hope at least for for a long time to come. As long as I'm doing radio, we're going to we're going to play it every summer, man. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys going to keep listening. We Love appreciate you, Doug. Rich Cronin was a tremendous Boston sports fan. So he'll be thrilled with a lot of the things going on. And just looking forward to continuing to be a fan. Thanks, guys. Hey, Doug, thank you for calling. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, if, if you're putting together a, a songs of summer lists, you know, unless you're doing it by a specific year, if you're just doing, hey, here's our songs over the last, you know, 20 years or so that, that you want just the vibes, that song needs to be on whatever playlist you're putting together on Spotify. No, it just has to be. Without question, it, it's it not only is on my Spotify summer playlist, it is on my normal playlist as well. Like, if I'm running and I hear that, I, I, I kick it up another gear. Like, it, it's... It's such a good song, and and as Doug pointed out, like the, I, I was, I learned something from Doug right there about that song because I had not known some of the lyric 
some of the stuff with the lyrics as well. That man, thank you, Doug, for calling in. Seriously, like earlier in this week, I don't know if you were listening to this, Gabe. You know, Peter Burns gave a hot take. Greg Ostertag felt compelled to call in, like the former jazz center. So I feel like we have now topped that this week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, that happened. Greg Ostertag had to call in. Yeah, Greg Ostertag called in. What did Peter say? I don't know if we can get that up that quickly, but he basically had said that anyone who had PEDs, like had ever tested positive for PEDs, should be eliminated from the All Star game. Should not be allowed to participate in the All Star game. Okay. And yeah, Eric has gotten on my ear. Eric has the cut, so we'll play that right now. This is Peter Burns from earlier in the week uh, explaining this still asinine take. I'm a firm believer, Rob. If you get popped for substance abuse or, or, or any type of uh, abusing substances in the in the banned topics or banned list, you should never be an all star ever again. Like you lose that right. And and this is something I like Fernando Tatis Jr. I think he's exciting for the game. I think he's a great player. Hell, I think he may have even made a mistake, which I don't necessarily a hundred percent believe that it was uh, on the up and up. But whatever, he got popped. He got suspended. And if that's the case, you should lose that right. Forever? You should lose the right forever. All right. So, Gabe, now that you've heard this take, uh, you, you give an oof. I mean, I, that, that's, I think, all that needs to be said. But I feel like you want to expand. Well, no, I mean, it's – look, I love Peter. All right, let's, let's get that out of the way. Uh, it's just a bad take because it provides – for guys that either do it knowingly, mistakenly, whatever, it provides a redemption arc. And there's nothing that we love more as a sporting society than guys that can redeem themselves and bounce back and show that they can put something like that behind them. I don't think you should be... I understand if you you know get popped for that season. You can't be in the postseason. You can't be eligible for any of the awards or the All-Star game or whatever. But once you get separated far enough away from it, of course you should be in the All-Star game. Especially if you go, oh yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr., he's great for the game. Well, if he's great for the game, guess where he belongs? In the All-Star game, because that's when most people are going to be watching baseball, you know, really during the regular season. So you have to highlight your stars, and if they've made mistakes in the past, you have to allow for forgiveness. I would agree with that. My thing with it, when we talked about it earlier in the week, and it maintains today, is how can you pop someone and say that they can't be in an All-Star game for... HGH, and you're going to let people who have been convicted of crimes, and I'm talk- not talking like misdemeanors or like going sure. 75 and a 50 or whatever. I- I'm talking about you know legitimate serious felonies. crimes, felonies, like we've seen all across you know sports with certain individuals. H- how can you let them participate potentially in all star games, and then because someone took steroids or, or HGH said no there. Like, that's the line you're going to draw? Like, yeah, how becomes... about you expand that line? Like, to me, and I I actually believe this, that at the very least, if you are convicted of a felony, you should not. I, I would, if I were commissioner of sports, I would say in the sport I was commissioner of, if you were convicted of a felony, no, you are, are not allowed to play in an all-star game anymore. Now, for some athletes, that may not matter, but for some, it's, it, there's bonuses tied to it. There's There's other incentives tied to it. To me, I think that that is fair. HGH, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not there on that. I just don't think that that should be where you are. But I think it's an interesting concept for other things. 
Yeah, look, I'm 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 with you because okay, yeah, you draw the line there. What about you know any sort of suspension that you may receive? You know, what if what if you're suspended for stealing signs or you know the, the next level of somebody hacks into your pitch com in baseball? Wait, or, that happened? No, I'm just saying that's got to be the, the next <laughs> level. Like someone's going to eventually, right? Like somebody's going to figure out how to hack into pitch com. I, I mean, like like in Houston, like that's that Houston and Boston never had anything like that happen. Where no, they stole signs, right? No, correct. No. Correct. And, you know, so it's like, where do you draw the line here? So I look and again, it's it's about the redemption arc that you can have for Fernando Tatis Jr. A lot of people aren't going to give Fernando Tatis Jr. You mentioned felonies. And the, the I guess the, the one that I think of that ended up being the best redemption story was in the NFL with Michael Vick, where he committed a felony. He served his time. He was able to come back, and, and he's been able to use his platform to speak about why what he did was wrong and, and try to right a lot of those wrongs. And, you know, Having that opportunity, I think, has been great for him. I think it's been great for the causes that he now supports. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm just out on the, well, if you make this one mistake by taking PEDs, you can no longer be featured on our All-Star Games. Now nah, I'm out on that. No, it, it makes no sense. And I feel bad because I feel like Peter has been... Uh Peter's had a rough week from from a bunch of us being so like, man, Greg what are Oster- you doing? So hold on. Greg Ostertag called and said, what did he say? That Peter was just a dummy or what? More or less, yeah. <laughs> he was just like, no, I, I, no. Like he was, compa- uh, from what I was told, he actually called in like the, the normal call-in line like Doug from California did just a minute ago. And so it's been a big week for ESPN Radio with, with great callers uh, with excellent information. We're doing well here on Summer Radio here. Thank you for the applause, Eric. We appreciate it. I, I can't take credit for the first one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dang sure take credit for, for Doug Cullen in here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We want to hear from you. Join us. On, join the conversation on the CC Call online. That's one 888 What do you think is the most desirable head coaching job in the NFL? We're going to get into that next with a former NFL coach. This is Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. So we, we go from Summer Girls to nice little funky beat here. Love it. Loving every every bit of it. Our man, Eric Hanneman, who's running the board today here on Candy and Carlin and ESPN Radio, is given myself, Michael Rothstein, and Gabe Knight. So we are filling in for the guys today. And we're going to go out to the call-in line now. Because like we said, we're going to talk about some coaching conversations. And who better to talk to than Herm Edwards, the ESPN NFL analyst and former NFL head coach. Herm, happy Friday to you. Thanks for taking a few minutes, man. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. I want to start here because we've been talking all day on ESPN Radio about the most desirable head coaching jobs in the NFL. You were at one point earlier in your career an up-and-coming assistant coach. You were going to hopefully get a head coaching job, which you did in the NFL. When you were doing that, was there one job that you sat there, one place that you're like, this? yeah, this is the most desirable spot for a head coach in the league? No, because generally when you become a head coach, uh, you're going to get one of the worst jobs, right? Generally. I mean, you're yeah. going to the coach who you previously took over for, either he retired or he, or he got fired. And, and the thing you know about the National Football League, and I spent 35 years in that league playing and coaching, it's never personal. You just know what's going to happen. Uh, how long your run is, is going to a, a lot depend on who your quarterback is, right? and the ability to build your program. And if you're given time to do that, you have a chance to be successful. If not, uh, then it's tough. You know, there's some luck involved in it. Uh, But all those things are a factor. Remember, there's only 32 jobs. And um, if you're fortunate to get one of those things, um, you do the best you can with what you have. And you're hoping that you and the GM are on the same page. Uh, You're hoping when you go out to find players, they fit the DNA of what you want to do. you know, when you get there, you don't get to change all the players. That's not part, that, that, that's not happening. You got to deal with the players that you have and win with those guys as you try to build a system that you see that you want to run on offense and defense. That that takes time. Herm, when you take a look at the NFL today, who's the best head coach? Oh, the best. I think the most consistent right now. The last five years, I would say be Andy Reid in the AFC. And Kyle Shanahan in the NFC. I mean, anytime you turn around, it seems like those guys are always in championship games, right? I mean, Andy speaks for himself. Is what he's won seven AFC West uh, West crowns. I mean, he's chasing the Patriots. The Patriots have have the record of eleven AFC East titles, and uh, you know he's been to what three Super Bowls now, and uh, in, in five seasons. And, and Kyle has done a remarkable job there as well. You know, his problem is he can't keep the quarterback healthy. <laughs> But he's done a remarkable job in San Francisco as well, you know, winning championships, being in a championship game, obviously going to the Super Bowl. So right now those guys, for me, in the last five years are doing a really good job. We're talking to Herm Edwards, ESPN's NFL analyst here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Gabe Knight's law, Michael Rothstein. And, and, and Herm, I, I want to go back a little bit to kind of what it's like to be an NFL head coach because yesterday we were talking a bit about coaches on the hot seat. When you're entering a season as a coach, like how 
how much are you aware of kind of where your status is or do you get so tunnel vision of like just this season just this week just this game versus the potential macro view well i, I think what you realize it's uh it, it's it, it's not a, it's the job you have is not guaranteed you know you're year to year you know that i mean that's it's bottom line and look i learned something a long time ago uh when i was young young athlete going up on the, on the on the peninsula out here in Monterey, um, I was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. And the day that they let Tom Landry go, I went, ooh. And the day they traded Willie Mays as a player, I went, whoa. That reminded me, in my lifetime, if that man could get cut Tom Landry and they traded Willie Mays, if I decided to go in this profession, hey, it's going to happen to me too. <laughs> So, not a big deal. It's, it's really not. I think the hardest thing is this, is that um, you know that when you're in a position where you, you know, you can read the tea leaves, they're talking about your team, they're talking about you, what you've got to do is stay calm because the players are going to sense how you go in. If your personality all of a sudden changes and the coaches feel it and the players see it, it don't work that way. It, it, it ain't gonna happen for you. So I just think you have to be who you are, knowing that it's not a it's not a lifetime job. It's year to year. That's how you look at it. What's life like right now for an NFL head coach? You, you, we're done with OTAs. The mandatory mini camp mm. is over. End of the month, we've got uh, you know training camp is going to be opening up. What are, what are these two or three weeks like when you're in the NFL and a head coach? Is it kind of you're trying to get away, or is it the calm before the storm? You're trying to get some stuff set up so you're ready to go yeah, when yeah. training camp begins. Yeah, I mean you, you, you're ready now. I mean you, you, you're, your schedule is set. How you want to train is set. Um, you're checking with the, the, the physicians and stuff. If you have some guys that are injured that are coming back, but you kind of understand, you know, what you're about to do. It's now about going into camp. Um, you know, everyone's hopeful, right? You got 32 teams. Everyone's hopeful. You know, a lot of fans think, well, we got a chance to go to Super Bowl. Not really. There's eight teams that are going to end up. They got a real chance <laughs> when it starts. Okay. <laughs> and so I just think you realize that, uh, but you're preaching hope, right? And whatever you are as a football team, you understand the first thing, you understand your deficiency. And you're hoping that you can stay healthy. Because every team has some deficiency. And you're going, okay, we understand that. We want to try to play to our strengths, right? So all those things, they don't go away. They don't get better because you've got two months before you start training camp. You understand, this is what I'm dealing with, okay? And that's fine. But now it's how can we play to our strengths, right? And injury, I mean, injury is, is, is critical, boy. If the wrong guys get hurt, uh, you're in trouble. Herm, thank you as always. We appreciate you taking some time with us today, man. That, that was some great stuff. My pleasure. You guys enjoy it. I'm going out here to watch this U.S. Open after NFL Live. So <laughs> these ladies oh. are unbelievable, man. Oh. They can hit a golf ball so good. They are unbelievable how good, how soft they swing and how how balanced. They are un, they are unbelievable. These women, oh, the, so, the, the I, tempo, I, the tempo is what you're looking for, yeah. Herm. The yeah. temp, you, everybody should yeah. steal the tempo of the the, the ladies out there. Herm, they, I, I was out there all day yesterday because you know I'm, I'm ten minutes away from from Pebble. We are here in Carmel, and 
I went out there yesterday, and it's just it's just fun to watch him hit a golf ball. Did you see? Did you catch any of Michelle Wee West? Since this is really going to be did. it for her. Yeah, I, I met her. Or I met her like ten years ago. Yeah. So I, I visited with a few of them out there yesterday. The, the one girl, um, Avery, the, the young girl from USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a Amari sophomore. Avery. Yeah, she's a good player, boy. I spoke with her and her dad, you know, uh, during the round. They were walking, you know, and, I, and she had made a bogey or something. And I, and I hollered at her. I said, put a smile on your face. You're fine. You're going to be okay. <laughs> she messed around and made back-to-back birds. She got back in it. So she, she starts the day off minus two, so. She's a good player, too. They're all good. They're just unbelievable. I assume now they're going to want you to follow her when you can get out there later today, no, the rest no. of the round. <laughs> I, I just, I pick and choose. You know, I just kind of go everywhere. And just, I, just, I just want to watch them all swing because it's just, it's just uh, you know, this historical moment for women in yeah. golf, you know, playing Pebble Beach. And, you know, I live out here, and I've seen U.S. Opens here before with, with the men. But uh, to see the women do it, uh, it's been fun to watch. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Herm. You've, you've made me very jealous of you yet again. <laughs> man, you're going to be able to go do that today, man. Go enjoy it. I appreciate it. I got NFL Live first. But I still got work to do. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Take care. That, of course, Herm Edwards, ESPN's wonderful I distracted NFL, Herm Edwards. Yeah, ESPN's NF, wonderful NFL analyst and now women's golf analyst here at us right here on Kenny and Carlin, at least, on ESPN Radio. Coming up next... There was a college football coach suspended for two weeks today in the summer. We'll explain. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Man, we, we've had some, we, we've had a, a heck of a musical first hour here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. Eric, Eric Hanneman, our, our wonderful board op, is, he's gone from Summer Girls, which got us Doug Ray to call in to explain the lyrics of Summer Girls. To I, I don't the, some pretty intense beats there at, at the thirty, and now we've got you know the slow jams here at the forty-five alongside Gabe Knightsell and Michael Rossi. It's been a heck of a first hour, Gabe. But we're not even in an hour in. We're, we're forty-five minutes in. It's been it's been eventful so far. We got Herm Edwards talking about women's golf. We got we learned the lyrics of Summer Girls and the meaning behind them. Man, big big day here. Huge day. Huge. I mean, we're only, like you said, 45 minutes in. I can't wait to see what the rest of the show has in store. I, I know. Well, uh, you know, th- th- this next story is, it's an interesting one, right? So Pat Fitzgerald, the Northwestern head coach, he's been suspended two weeks after a, a, a hazing inquiry. And, and what's happened here is Northwestern is implementing several mer- measures to curb apparently hazing within its program, including a two-week suspension for Fitzgerald. After an investigation, which I believe started in January, found evidence to support a claim of problematic conduct included in what will happen here, Gabe, is no more off-campus practices in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the state you live in, where they've done preseason training camp for years, and the monitoring of the football locker room by someone who does not report to Pat Fitzgerald or his staff. So here's, to me, Gabe, the most interesting part. 
Pat Fitzgerald's suspension starts today. You want to know where, where nothing is happening the next two weeks? College football. This feels like the biggest, like, we have to suspend you, but we're just going to do this in an area where it's not going to affect anyone at all. No, and everybody's going to forget about it. you know, yeah. or, or not even realize it happened by the time that college football camp opens in a few weeks or the game starts in 50 days with, you know, with, with, with any of that. It's just, I mean, we're, we're so far away from the college football season starting. It's now clearly they want to do something about this hazing and... I think it's a bummer that they can't go to Kenosha anymore, not just because I'm in Wisconsin, but I feel like there was a, w- a really good way to build camaraderie, whether you're talking about the NFL, whether you're talking about you know college. I, I know that University of Wisconsin here is going to a smaller D3 school in Wisconsin for opening camp. And when you go to do, and do things like that, a lot of NFL teams used to do it. I feel like you can build the camaraderie a lot quicker, but it does leave the door open to some of this other stuff that they don't want in terms of the hazing. But in terms of Pat Fitzgerald being punished, this isn't much of a punishment. This is a two-week unpaid vacation in the middle of July. Right? This is he can just go and do whatever he wants for the next couple of weeks, come back, and he's still going to be fine. Like I, I just don't know what actual kind of punishment this is for Fitzgerald. Otherwise, other than he's not getting paid for the next two weeks, he's missing a single paycheck, and he's going to be fine in, in terms of the money. I've got a feeling. I, I feel like Gabe is going to be okay in terms of the money. Really, what I've learned in the last. You know, a couple hours is the only difference for me and Pat Fitzgerald over the next two weeks is that I am being paid for my vacation to South America. <laughs> to, I, I mean, I make money when I'm going to Chile and Argentina here uh, after we're done with the show today. Where Pat Fitzgerald, he can join me in Chile and Argentina apparently if he wanted to. I'm pretty sure he'll he's got enough money to do so, but he, he would not be paid for whatever he does the next two weeks. That's really, like you said, what has happened here. Like that's it, uh, which. To me, it also isn't very clear what the hazing allegations were. Like, like, you know, and I believe we're gonna have Adam Rittenberg, who's covered this story like a glove for us, on later in the show. So hopefully, he can shed some light on it. But it, even reading the story that he wrote, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's super clear what happened here. No, not a ton of details as to other than there was an accusation. They, you know, interviewed a number of people within the program trying to figure out exactly what went on. And again, the, the, the most specific that it gets is the investigation found evidence to support a claim of problematic conduct, which is still incredibly vague. Don't know what the problematic conduct was. If it was a lot more serious, I think it would involve Fitzgerald not being able to coach a couple of games instead of just missing two random weeks in July. So I can't imagine that the problematic conduct is too serious, although we'll have to wait and see if any more details come out on the story. Yeah, and again, we will ask Adam Rittenberg that later. I believe that's in the 5 o'clock hour today. So that's, that's a long tease for you, Shannon Penn. We got, we got the long tease. One other thing that has dropped today, it's been a busy Friday, here when I turn in college football news. So Georgian, Georgia freshman linebacker Samuel Mpemba was cited for speeding after driving allegedly 88 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. That was on Friday. I, or no, that was, sorry, he was, that was on Wednesday. But the, this is really interesting. It's the 10th tra- reported traffic-related moving violation involving Georgia players in Athens Clark County, and I live close by. I live in Fulton County in Atlanta. Since January fifteenth, which of course was the very tragic crash that killed Devin Willock and a Georgia staffer, 
there's there's something going on in Athens that Kirby Smart has to deal with because ten of them, like man, that like that's a lot. I I don't know what Kirby Smart can do here. It, this to me comes down to the re- the realization of every individual in that Georgia locker room of saying, "Hey, if we're getting behind the wheel of a co- like, we got to be careful because there's." People are going to be looking into this, and obviously there's one that, as you mentioned, that killed two people back in, in January 15th. It's just having the awareness of, hey, something serious happened a few months ago. We have to be on our best behavior from here on forward, and that includes not getting pulled over for doing 88 and a 55. 100%. I, I, when I covered Michigan, this is about a decade ago, there were a lot. I, I felt like I was in the Washtenaw County District Court a lot for various instances and different things that were going on. And it, it just, it was rough. Coming up next, ESPN Radio Rankham. Gabe's going to give his top five NFL coaches. That's next. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.